So, um, in a little bit, um, I'm actually going to bring up uh, Layton. He's got something for us. He was really feeling that last night. And um, <clears throat> it's funny because um, uh, predominantly, you know, like as far as like the the precedent or whatever, it's it's usually Zach and I. They usually bring the word. You know, it's just how it works. Um, it's funny. Uh, three weeks ago, um, we're at Dalia Vega in Santa Cruz. Um, playing disc golf, um, and um, I really felt led to tell him this. Um, I, it was like really on my heart, like heavy. Like you have to tell Laban this right now. I'm like, okay. And I was like, Laban, um, just uh, I just want to give you freedom. Um, I just want to let you know, like, if you get something for Kairos, just to let me know. I think pretty much we all know that, like, for all of us. But I'm just saying, like, specifically for Laban, though, like, you, you there, you know, if you get something. <laughs> Please let me know. Like you know, I, I really think that in this season God's going to be um, drawing you out, almost like a sampler. You know, like when you get to like a, like a restaurant you've never been to, and they're like, "Hey, all this food seems weird. Why don't you just get like a plate of like all the different things we have in little bites?" You know, and I really believe in this season for you. Just tell you in front of everyone um, that yeah, that um, he's did, he's giving you a sampler plate for the rest of your life in this season. Really. Okay, great. So, um, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but uh, I know you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to start. Awesome. Okay. Um, Lord, um, I, I, I thank you um, for all those things that you do for us, um, all those things you do for yourself through us, and all the things we can't even see that you're doing right now for us. Um, we just thank you. It's just a... It's not trite, it's not shallow, just to thank you, just to thank you for everything that you are. And um, if you never did a single other thing for us, you're still good. And yet you plan on doing so many more things for us than we could even possibly forget about. And it's just a beautiful thing. Um, so uh, this morning, God, I just I, I thank you for what you're bringing. And um, I bless you. I bless your name this morning. I thank you for the funny way you called Katie and I to fast the last couple days, um, and um, that uh, you really have really made things abundantly clear. So, um, bless the word this morning, Lord, that I would say only what you have me to say, in Jesus' name. So, um, Old Testament, uh, we have Nebuchadnezzar, and he is a really whacked out king. And, um, but he doesn't know he's whacked out, because whacked out's normal. So he decides to get all the gold from all these people um, in his kingdom and everything and melt it into this crazy huge thing. Some, it just says an image. Some weird, tall thing made out of gold. And, um, and everybody is supposed to bow down to this stupid thing. And um, you could say this is any part of our life. Any, any fear, any unbelief, any... Any, um, anything you know is not what God is actually saying, but it's still ruling how you're seeing it. doesn't matter what that could be. Get creative. Okay. Um, and at a certain point, <clears throat> um, we know the story. Uh, whenever some music would play, then all of a sudden everybody's supposed to bow down to it, and if you don't bow down to it, then you get thrown into a fiery furnace. And then you have Rashak, Meshach, and bed. You know, and Katie always says this, like, like when we're going to bed, like, Rashak, Meshach, into bed we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so what's funny though is that that, that that colors how I say that last name, right? Sometimes I say that, and they're like, I don't 
think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bugs Bunny actually ruined the word um, st uh, strategy for me because he used to say strategy. And I just say it all the time. Like, do we need strategy? People are like, you need vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, okay, so Rashak, Meshach, and Abednego, um, uh, they were actually, um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, David was put into uh, a high degree of position because he interpreted Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh, uh, Sorry, that's Joseph. Um, he interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dreams for him. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar's like, dude, you're amazing. I'm going to give you a robe. David's like, I don't care about that stupid thing. I'm going to give you this other thing. And we're going to make you like, you're in charge of all of them. What's funny is, <coughs> them, <coughs> those are all the sorcerers and all the people that hated God that were basically in the king's ear. And now, because David was only yeah, doing... David. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Saul! No, um, man, sorry, I, what you don't know is that I've only got about 10 hours of sleep in the last three days, and I keep waking up 30 times a night not breathing. Um, so that, that's what I meant by God's funny way of having us fast. Um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't really eaten a lot of food um, and just not slept. Um, last night I got a solid, like, four and a half. Yes. Um, but it was actually solid, so... That's awesome. Yeah, I was, yeah, yes. I was breathing. And, yeah, we were praying last night, yeah. so... Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I actually feel a tons better. Like, yesterday was next level. I, yeah. Anyway, so if I'm a little off, and I'm just randomly speaking in another language or something, just very... <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I do have what I have to say. It just might come out differently in my, my mouth, and you guys can tell me. But, yeah. <laughs> Daniel. Great. Not David. Yeah. Yes, great. Fantastic. I'm not Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Daniel um, was... Uh, <clears throat> What he did is he um, interpreted uh, Pharaoh's dream, the king's dream, for him. Okay, I can get through this. I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay, um, I will get the word out. And um, he interpreted the king's dream. Now, what happened was, is at that time, all these other peeps were like, man, I got this. You know, like, don't even worry about it. And the king, dude, that because they're so hardcore. He's always like, cool, you say you can do it. Well, if you don't do it perfect, then you're going to die. Everybody's like, dang it. Not like try to talk him out of it or whatever. They're even like, dude, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. And the one guy's like, well, there's this dude, Daniel. Now, what I love about that is that everybody hated Daniel, but they couldn't deny what he walked in. And they couldn't deny that he was constantly hearing the Lord, and he was constantly doing exactly what the Lord was saying, no matter how hard it was, no matter what he thought he would lose, no matter all that different thing. He was just in. Just totally awesome. Now, I'm not trying to, that wasn't like a push. That wasn't a, a, a pinprick on anybody that's like struggling with that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the blessing you get when you are just fully in his embrace. When, when nothing else matters but the love of Christ. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the other side. Where it's like, well, this happens if you don't and blah, blah, whatever. That, that's what sanctification is for. That's what grace is for. Um, we're not in a hurry. Okay, great. <sighs> Now, what happened was, is everybody knew that this dude was so awesome, and that he heard the Lord, and that he interprets dreams, and he regularly walks in this crazy next-level word of knowledge that was very rare then. And a lot of these sat traps, is what they call them, let's just call them evil sorcerers, um, they were all around the king all the time, and they were more about trickery. Um, they were more about what's happened in the past to dictate the future. That's what psychics do, by the way, because demons tell psychics what to say. Psychics can never tell you the future. Demons only see you as a, uh, a statistic. So they're like, well, they did this and this and this, so usually when people do this, 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 and they have no intention of changing, they end up here. And the psychic will say, you're going here. Hmm. See, the, the psychics don't know the future. Psychics just listen to demons about the past and then tell you what the future holds. Unless every once in a while they have a really amazing prophetic gifting, but even then it's usually 
used for squirrely purposes, and they'll try to tie in something else that will destroy your life with that. And so you have all these like jacked up folks, and they're surrounding the king. The king knows they're jacked up. That's why he's constantly threatening with evil and, and death if they don't do exactly what they're going to say they are, because he knows this, but at the same time, he doesn't have a single standard besides Persian law, which totally sucked. Okay, so finally, they all decide they, to, to convince him that he's so amazing that he should build this huge alt, this whole idol thing or whatever. Um, well, before all that, um, David, ah, Daniel, <laughs> you're doing great. Don't thank worry. you so much, Aloysius, um, Daniel, um, uh, the reason why he was put over all those peeps and now he is the, is the filter between all that craziness and the king. Um, the reason he was put there is because he was already walking every single day in who he was. He was regularly just like, like, kill me or not, I don't care, it's me and the Lord. Death, where is your sting? He's already walking in. Okay, so so now, um, then the king goes, okay, look, man, you did all this stuff. You tell me about all these dreams. All this stuff is amazing. Great. I knew that that exactly was happening because you could you got to tell me my dream and the interpretation, and no one else could do that. Wow. Fantastic. I want to make you ahead of everything. And Daniel's like, dude, whoa, I don't want to do that. How about this? I got three other guys. It says this in the word. I got three other guys. Why do you make them over? And let me just do what I always do, which is just pray and do the whole thing. And if there's a problem, then I'll figure it out. I don't need to be in all your committee meetings. You know what I mean? Right? Okay. It's a smart move. Now, a lot of the times, what we have is we don't... Um, here's a commercial. Okay. So um, what happens is a lot of times we're invited into a certain position of authority or invited into something like that. And then what happens is is it's, it's sold to us like it will be just having to do with our gift sets until we get into it. Then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, like, how many of you have been asked to do something that would have been perfect if they, when you got in, that's all you had to do? You find out you have to do 80% more of what you get there, right? Okay. Um, and those 80% more is actually slewing off and drawing you away from the thing that they actually want you to do well. Um, that's happened to me like 80 times. Okay, so um, what happens is, is they're like, but you should come in here and preach, or you should come here and do this, or you should come play music, or you should do that, and I'm like, great, I can do that, and then they come in, they're like, okay, great, here's here's an Excel sheet, and here's all these administrative duties, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, it's amazing. Now, um, that, that happened with, with Daniel. Now, I want to say this, that most of us usually are caught up in the rules, the unseen, weird things that we just assume all the time that really have nothing to do with what God is actually saying. And those things dictate a whole bunch of weirdo crap all the time. And so a lot of the times, um, when you're called into a position like that, it's okay to say, why did you ask me to do this? Like, tell me what qualifies me to do this. Me personally. And they will say, great, did you know that I'm a horrible Excel person? Just saying. Now, a lot of the times, what they will be dealing with is also the rules. And they'll say stuff like, yeah, but this is part of the job. Okay, well, that's whoever made the job. Can I talk to them? We can deconstruct it and make two jobs because this doesn't make any sense. And that's okay to say. That's a totally fine to say. Like Zach, he was in Hong Kong and he was teaching kids how to learn English. Or not how to learn English, but he was teaching kids to learn English. <laughs> They're learning English um, and, uh, through, through uh, theater. How to learn English? Step one. Um, so, um, and they're doing it through theater. Well, what's crazy in Hong Kong, it's just all just way Chinese. And so um, the idea is, is you, like you have a job, you're in that building all day. Not because it works or because it makes sense. It's just everybody does this. 
So Zach has about four hours of actual work, maybe three a day. Two, two great. Um, <laughs> but he's in the room how many hours a day? Nine. Nine hours, great. Time to play guitar. He's literally alone in this place. There's no kids in there or anything. He's just like, like I'm in Africa, and he's like, what's up, y'all? He's like, I'm watching YouTube clips. Like, just like, that's his job. And so finally, like, you know, and it, it, Stephanie is like in this house, like across the island in Hong Kong. And he's just in this room just because he quote-unquote has to. Well, he's really hearing from the Lord. So he goes up and finally talks to the boss. I'm way cliff noting this, and I might get this slightly wrong, but the point is still there. And he goes and talks to the, the boss, and he's like, look, man, i got to see my wife. And I'm only doing like two hours of work a day, but being in here nine hours a day doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Why am I in the room? And he's like, now, I want to do a little backstory and I'm, I'm linking this with Daniel and then Rakshak, Meshach, into bed we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, is that, that was actually on purpose this time. Okay. Um, with, with Zach, what had happened is, is before he goes in and talks to this guy, he's the, un, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Um, he's the undisputed champion of this, this business. <laughs> like, everybody is always like, this is really hard and our kids are just kind of blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you get into his, his class and they're all, Zach's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, they're basically, like, really amazing kids in his class. And they're, they're excelling and all this crazy stuff's happening. Well, it's because he's actually honoring the kids and discipling them. Um, so by the time he's going in and talking to the boss, he, it, it's, you wouldn't want to lose him. Let me say that much. You wouldn't want to lose Zach in this situation. So he goes and talks to the boss, and he's like, look, man, I, I need to see my wife. And if I can't work here anymore, then that's fine. Like, I, but I'm only working two hours a day. And, but I'm sitting and doing nothing, like watching YouTube videos for nine hours a day. It doesn't make any sense. So you got to think about that or whatever, but I, I don't know what, what I can do. So um, he's in, and at first it's like, no, this is Hong Kong, dude. This is how we roll, you know? He's like, all right. And then he's talking to me. He's like, dude, I'm going to have to quit. And I was like, well, God has you no matter where you do. I mean, it's just obvious, apparently. Um, and so uh, calls me back like two days later or a day later or however long it was. But I'm in Africa and I'm in my tent like at night in the only mosquito-proof area in the continent. And um, you know, I'm on the phone with him and he's like, dude, the guy called me back and he's like, hey, your family's really important and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't want to lose you. So how about this? Why don't you get paid the exact same amount you get paying now, but only come in for those two hours? <laughs> that was great. It was great. Okay, now, um, now what I want to say is, um, what that was is God was already setting that up ahead of time and then used his like, dissatisfaction in it to actually move him out. Yes. yes. Right? Instead of an angel of the Lord comes and stands in front of Zach's bed with a flaming sword and reads him a scroll and all this other stuff. No, like Zach is walking in excellence. Zach is walking in confidence the Lord's got him no matter what and nothing invades that. And even if it does for a second, he's surrounded with people that will remind him of what God says and we're going to continue to move. And so guess what? He's constantly walking in favor. Because God's like, oh, I'm, I mean, I know I'm talking about you here, but whatever. Um, but it's just like, oh, man, like, I'm like, my eye is searching to and fro. Like, who will just actually believe what's true? Because, right. yeah. you guys, that's really the, the simple of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who will believe what's true? Not who will believe these gigantic, crazy miracles. It's like, just slow down. That's who right. will believe what's true? That's right. Because that's really what we're talking about. And so you get, like, a three-year-old, for example. They have no idea how, like, their dad does Krav Maga or, like, you know, like, parkour or, like, some, I don't know, name some crazy thing or whatever, like, sawing down massive trees or something. <laughs> Three-year-old's going to be like, 
<laughs> my dad's just awesome. <clears throat> I don't even fully understand that. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, I need you to do this. The three-year-old's going to be like, that's crazy. <laughs> but if the dad says, I need you to do it with me, it's a completely different situation. And for us, I think that's a word. God's not just saying, okay, you do that and get back to me when it's done. Mm-hmm. He right. never says that. Amen. He's saying, I want to do something with you, so let's go do it. And then you can trust that he's never going to just hand you the freaking 10-foot chainsaw when you're three and just go be by yourself. That's not how he rolls. He'll probably have your hand on the trigger, and he's got it. He's all right, you pull that thing. It's like all this crazy work or whatever. But in reality, he's doing all of it, and he's asking you to do something that you thought previously was outside of your abilities, you know, of your thresholds. That's right. And the only reason why he constantly taps on your thresholds is so that you will grow into eventually having the chainsaw, because that's really what you want. The only way to get there, though, is to get you to pull the trigger so you're not scared of that sound, you know, and then, like, do the whole thing, and then eventually grow into being able to hold it, and then eventually, you know, he, he sees you over time, he, he tells you what's safe, he tells you what you can and can't do, and then eventually you have the chainsaw, and by the time you have the chainsaw, it's normal. Like, people that, like, all of a sudden, like, the person I'm talking about in this church that's about to, like, seriously jump into being possibly one of the top, like, 100 wealthiest people in this entire county. Um, like, what happens is this has been a, this is a normal progression for them. Internally. Not, not, not in the natural. If you do them in the natural, it doesn't make much sense. But, it, but in, internally, their faith has been up here for so long that by the time this shows up, it's almost, like, redundant. Not like, non, yeah. not like not a lot of gratitude, but just redundancy. It's like, yeah, thanks. Okay, great. Now I can now move in the in, in what would require this much faith now. Because I've been walking in this much faith for heck long. And so now it's like, this makes sense now. Okay, great. All right, now backing up a little bit. <clears throat> um, in the same way, we're, this is what we're called to do, all of us. I mean, the body at large, but all of us here, um, specifically. Um, this is what we're called to. This is what we're called to do. We're called to constantly um, walk into whatever God is, is poking at and pulling us into and just saying yes and just jumping off the cliff and just awesome. And um, a lot of our, the, the rules, those, those, those things I was talking about earlier, they try to crowd in. You might not be supposed to be doing all this other weird crap because he didn't say do all the weird crap. He just said do this one thing. And that, that might be all you're supposed to do. It might be that simple. I'm saying it is that simple. I, I want to remove the mics. Like, for a lot of you, it is that simple. And for a lot of you, um, it'll be scary. Um, okay, but the only reason why it's scary is because you haven't seen it before. You haven't right. pulled that trigger yet. Right. That's it. Um, yeah, you might be destroyed. Okay. Um, let me. Now I'm going to get to, to, to rack, check, me, check, and there we go. Um, <clears throat> you're probably going to think that now every time you, you read that. Huh? Like, uh-huh. I do. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's cute. Um, so... Uh, now you have Rakshak, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel's off doing something else. And you notice Daniel isn't even talked about when it comes to the image. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Daniel's still there. He's not dead. He's talking about it later on. Now where was Daniel? He was up in his spot, praying. Way far away from that image and all the music and everything, ready to like bow down. He wasn't a part of that. He was way over here. He's in his quarters doing that whole three days of, uh, three times a day thing. That he got in trouble for before. <laughs> great. Okay, so. <clears throat> so not the lion's den, all that. Okay, great. So, um, like, nobody can worship any god except, you know, Nebuchadnezzar or whatever. Okay, well, Daniel's already proven faithful there. So guess what? He's still doing that. He never stopped. 
Remember, remember what happened to the people that like tricked Nebuchadnezzar into throwing Daniel into lion's den and make that whole rule? Remember that? They were shredded. Like, literally shredded from cats. Okay. Um, and, yeah, yeah, big, big, hungry cats. Um, that totally was not, we're not tripping on Daniel at all. It's hilarious. I probably said David like 15 times. Thank you, hilarious. Okay. Um, um, so, so here's Rashtag, Meshach, and Abednego. This is what they say. They're finally, they, they, don't, they don't worship the image, they don't bow down, they don't do any of this crap, they don't bow down to whatever you, whatever you want to put onto, whatever is trying to get you to bow down to it, you can just put it right here and just listen to the metaphor speak into your life now, okay? Fantastic. Um, they don't bow down to the image, when the timbrel and the dulcimer and whatever, the orchestra of crappy Middle Eastern instruments are playing, they don't <laughs> bow down to the thing, okay. <clears throat> now, what happens then, of course... Um, Nebuchadnezzar thinks that he's being benevolent and grace-filled. He gets them in front of him, they heat up the furnace, and he's like, look, I'm going to have you bow down one more time. I'm going to give you one more chance to bow down. Now, this is what they say, and I wanna, I'm want i going to speak to actually a spirit of the age now. I'm going to speak directly into this thing, and I just want to just can this thing and just kill it. Not can it to eat it later, I mean like, <laughs> fire it. Okay. <laughs> Make those distinctions. Okay, so, um, um, you know, some of us say this. We don't think that there's a there's a um, a duality possible of saying I'm afraid, but God's gonna do it. Well, if you're afraid, you don't believe. Or, well, I'm afraid, so I don't have enough faith, and all this weird stuff that Satan totally loves to use. Well, screw that noise. Um, what he's trying to do doesn't mean anything. What God is doing means everything, right? We don't want to major on demonic, whatever. Okay. So um, so this is what Rakshak, Meshach, and Abednego say. Now, before I'm going to tell you what they said, and most of us know what I'm going to say, what they said to the king, but do we believe that Rakshak, Meshach, and Abednego didn't have enough faith? Can anyone in this room say that? Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm linking something here. Okay, great. So, the king says, okay, y'all, seriously, this isn't cool. I mean, this is the King Brian version, but okay. Y'all, this isn't cool. <laughs> Um, you know, like, we're all supposed to be worshiping this thing that I made, and you're not, and so I'm going to give you one more shot, or else I throw you, yeah, I'm not trying to rhyme, um, and, I, <laughs> and I'm going to throw you into that furnace, and, um, and this is what they say, this is totally awesome, I, I just love this, this is really speaking into a lot of what we used to disqualify our own faith, but it's in the context of some of the most faithful people in the Bible, so it's not a good thing to disqualify our faith, faith. okay, they say this, okay, Live forever. I love how they say that. Because <laughs> that's how they would honor the king. Um, our God is going to save us from that thing. <laughs> and we're not going to bow down to that stupid image. You know? well, this is what they say. The whole sentence is this. Our God is going to save us from that furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down to that stupid thing. That's all right. Even if he doesn't, I, I want to say this, that a lot of us use that way of thinking as disqualification for us. Yeah. He's going to save me, but even if he doesn't, I'm going to go to the grave believing that he will. Yeah. That actually takes more faith. It actually, it doesn't deny the fact that, that maybe there's another plan. It actually says the plan is freaking irrelevant. I'm going to stay with him. Right. That's the point. The point isn't that I'm saved from the furnace, or that I get this other job, or that this other thing happens that I'm believing for. The point is that he spoke and I'm with him. That's the point. That's the point. So, all of a sudden, a 
of course, Nebuchadnezzar, in great rage or whatever, like, has him, like, it's not hot enough! And, like, has him, like, stoking it up so hot that it's literally glowing, like, the outside of the iron is glowing. And then they pick up Rakshak, Meshach, and into bed we go, and actually throw them in, and the people that throw them in are consumed by the heat. It's so hot. Now, who remembers the next thing? I just, I love this. I'm not going to preach too deep on it because we've already preached a million times. But I will say this much. That there, there's three of them who get thrown in the furnace, but then the king is like, there's four of them in there. One looks like the son of man. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. Um, and so, um, he's like, hey guys, come out of there. And they come out and says the clothes aren't even, they don't even have the smell of smoke on them. They come out. I wonder, what, what is the fourth one doing? Like when they leave like, <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always wondering that, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> seeing about forty years. Thanks for believing Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then what are they doing in there? You know, it says that they were walking around. They're literally walking around. Yeah. Well, okay. If you see God, wouldn't you be prostrate? No. They're like, what the? This is amazing. Like I can just walk around. <laughs> It says they're walking around. I mean, it's totally amazing. Why else would you possibly walk around? They were playing a game. You know, you know. um, that would actually be funny. You just like, head over the furnace, you can check this out. There's this game called Hopscotch. You just totally check I can picture him doing something like that, because that's his nature, right? Um, it says that he dances on... Uh, dances over graves, and he laughs at the plans of the enemy. So I can see something like yeah. that happening. Anyway, so what I want to do is I want to actually talk about... Um, Talk about us, and then I'm going to bring him up. Um, us, um, in the in the in the throes of faith, uh, what happens is is we are um, we are naturally not wanting to walk in faith, and at the same time, our our now who we are nature desperately wants to, and that's that's the that's the whole thing. That's sanctification. That whole thing. Um, and so the problem, it's like, dude, this is so hard. Okay, whenever you say something like, a part of me doesn't want to do this, or a part of me wants to do this, why don't you slow that down and actually talk about what part of you that is? And it's very simple. Is the Lord saying that? No. Okay, great. Um, is this lining up with the Lord's will? No. Great, and say this, my flesh doesn't want to do this. When you say that, it makes it a lot easier to fight than a part of me. Some nebulous part of my identity doesn't want to do this. <laughs> no, it's like if you know that it doesn't want to do what God wants to do, then stop saying a part of me and get more specific. Because then you know how to fight it. My flesh doesn't want to do this. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to follow that thing. And you can call people and be like, hey, dude, seriously, my flesh is all out of control right now. It does not want to do this. Okay, great. And then they can, you can fight it now. You know what to fight instead of a part of me doesn't want to do this. Yeah. Or for some reason, I don't want to. Well, slow the I thing down. You're a very complex, multifaceted being. Let's get to what facet doesn't want to do that, and then cast it down if it's against the Lord, and move on. I know it sounds so oversimplified, but it actually isn't oversimplified at all. It is literally that simple. Um, the emotional response is the lawyer of your flesh and doesn't want you to do that. And so it makes it way bigger than it actually is. Like sometimes it's like, I can't call that person and say the three sentences that I it's like, well, no, you can, but you're deathly afraid of the thing, but the thing itself isn't even remotely as scary as your, your fear of it or whatever. Okay. So, and so and now I, I want to link this and call you up. Um, for us, all, yeah. there's all these invitations we have from the Lord. 
<clears throat> so for us, there's all these invitations we have from the Lord. We're being invited into all these things coming up, coming up through the pipeline. And what I can tell you is that there is a, um, and I don't want to go across the board and say 100% because there's some of us that are literally like, God has us in certain places. So this isn't just about our works. But I do want to say this much, that um, the ones that I'm noticing are being com consistently blessed, coincidentally, for some strange reason, are the ones that are consistently declaring God's faithfulness and walking in boldness no matter what happens. It's just, you know, I mean, and he, he honors our faithfulness. I mean, uh, diligently seeking him. It says that, um, uh, this is a good and faithful saying, that, um, that we must believe that God is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um, and I don't like, and a lot of times we can picture that like diligently seeking him means three a.m. with a Bible like in your in your house like, you know like on your knees for five hours. I mean I would say that would be diligently seeking him on like a physical level, but seeking him like seeking who what he says what is what who is his nature like seek him in all things. You know what I mean that thing. And so um, I just want to say that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and. I'm not even going to go into the negative. A lot of the times, like, we can turn the positive into a negative. Well, then if you're saying that, then what about, and then we take make it into a negative. Who cares? Just seek it. I mean, that's the point. You know, instead of trying to make it a negative, who, who gives a rat's? Like, just go to, the, go to the good part. You know, just hang out there. It's a beautiful thing. And so, um, uh, a lot of us don't have um, precedent in our life for doing that. And that's why we're all together doing this together. Um, and learning what it means to declare God's faithfulness, even when the natural says there's completely something different happening. Especially if you know that God has spoken to you something else. Then you stand on that no matter what. Okay. So, um, with that, um, uh, I think your message just lines up perfectly with this, right? Yeah. Great. Okay, so, um, yeah, so uh, Layton's got something for everybody, and I, I really haven't heard the whole thing or whatever, I just have the basics. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, when we were praying in there, God was like, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm like, I'm like, fantastic. So, um, without further ado, um, uh, can we just honor him? Can we just, like, stand up and honor him? Yeah.